Hey guys, check out Italian Wine Unplugged 2.0, brought to you by Mama Jumbo Shrimp, a fully updated second edition, reviewed and revised by an expert panel of certified Italian wine ambassadors from across the globe. The book also includes an edition by Professore Attilio Scienza, Italy's leading vine geneticist. To pick up a copy today, just head to Amazon.com or visit us at MamaJumboShrimp.com. Welcome to Wine, Food and Travel with me, Mark Millen, on Italian Wine Podcast. Listen in as we journey to some of Italy's most beautiful places in the company of those who know them best, the families who grow grapes and make fabulous wines. Through their stories, we will learn not just about their wines, but also about their ways of life, the local and regional foods and specialities that pair naturally with their wines, and the most beautiful places to visit. We have a wonderful journey of discovery ahead of us, and I hope you will join me. Welcome to Wine, Food and Travel with me, Mark Millen on Italian Wine Podcast. Today I'm heading to, well actually I'm not sure quite where I'm heading. I'm heading to meet the nomad wine guy, Marco Bogicevic, who is a nomadic wine broker a wine seller, a wine ambassador, an export facilitator, someone who finds great wines and helps those producers to sell their wines. Thank you very much for being my guest. Ciao, Mark. Ciao, everyone who is listening to, to this podcast. Basically, um, I don't know how to how I could explain what I do. I like wine in, in all senses, so I just travel throughout Italy. I just work in Italy for the moment. And I, I, I try to find uh, the smallest uh, and uh, the most uh, artisanal uh, winemakers throughout the country. So basically, that's what I do with my Nomad Wine Guy company. Okay, well, Marco, let's, let's start at the very beginning because you have a very strong family story. Tell us how your family came to Italy. So yes, I, I'm 31 years old. Uh, I was born in Sarajevo. At the time, it was 1991, was uh, still uh, Yugoslavia. So I was born in former Yugoslavia. And, you know, we, we, we ran away because there was a war and we, we moved to, to Italy in Lanzo Torinese, which is uh, near Torino. And yes, I, I grew up in Italy. You, you kind of, I think you can listen to my accent and um, I I always wanted to travel I don't know we 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 ran away so so early at my stage of life and um, I always want to travel so when I went after high school I went to Australia and with uh, I didn't speak any English I, I didn't love wine at the time actually my dad drinks very bad wines still does sometimes he improved a bit to be honest, but uh, not much. So I went to Australia out of uh, curiosity for life. I, of course, I was young. I didn't know where I w- was heading to. How old were you when you went? I was 20, 23. It was uh, 2014. So um, I remember my first three months in Australia were probably the worst months of my life in terms of, uh, you know, I didn't speak any English. Uh, I didn't have any friends, even though there was a family who hosted me, super nice family. And uh, But it was tough. Uh, I thought that Australians were bad people, but after a few months, I understood that uh, it, it was my fault. So I, I started 
talking English better. And then the experience in Australia was the best of my life. Uh, I love Australia so much. I have many friends. And I, I started doing many jobs, of course, in Australia. And suddenly I ended up in this restaurant called Otto Sydney. And um, this team of sommelier was super nice. And step by step, I, I understood that um, I like actually wine. Maybe it was the wine I drank in my little town that wasn't as good. And from, from, that, uh, from that time, it was always a passion that never stopped. So I started reading books, taste more wines. Uh, of course, enrolled to the to uh, sommelier school. First, I did WSET till level three. Then I also want to enroll for diploma, but then I, it was too much money. And uh, then I did the Fondazione Italiana Sommelier, so the fees in Rome, um, many things. But um, after Australia, I came back to Italy after a few travels and... Um, I um, I understood one thing that for me is important now that uh, not uh, no school will give you what you can uh, learn or you can understand on the field. So my my uh, my tip is to go around vineyard vineyards. It's for me it's way better than any school. Okay, well, this is really interesting. It's always interesting for me to learn about how people come into wine, how they became interested in wine. And also, you know, you're talking about, Marco, about your nomadic upbringing, your family having forced to leave your country, settling in Piemonte, a wonderful area for wine, of course, wonderful region for wine. But you weren't really interested in wine. You just took off you were interested in travel so you really are a nomad you wanted to see the world and while you were there you discovered wine is a way to perhaps see the world and perhaps to rediscover the country that you lived in all your life the country that that uh, is your home and it led you back from australia to learning more and to then exploring italy probably in a way that you hadn't done before, because there's so much wine in Italy. There's so many regions. Every single one of Italy's 20 regions is somewhere to explore. And so that's where your nomadic travels are taking you. You're going around the country now, as you say, learning through meeting people, through tasting. What are you looking for most? What are the, the wine estates or the types of wine that most excite you and most interest you? So another tip that I always give to whoever asks me is to taste everything. Of course, when I first approach to wine, I, I, I start tasting, let's say, big names, well-known brands that are everywhere in the world. So I'm not going to mention wineries, but, uh, you know, Big, big, big sellers because that's how, how, where you start. Then suddenly I, I start uh, feeling love for, uh, for new things. I know I'm, I'm, I'm young, so I guess the new generation is always trying to find something new. But on the other hand, the, the obsession on finding something new sometimes brings, um, brings you to just for the sake of finding something new, not just be, not because it's, it's a great uh, thing. So, there are so many small wineries throughout Italy, but not 
not a lot that are incredible, I think. There are many good ones, but not a huge number that are great. So I start trying to find uh, wines that are more sensible to, the, the, the let's say, the natural world, even though I don't like that word. I, I, I prefer to call it artisanal. So that's what I'm trying to find. So uh, winemakers that have uh, a vision, that have uh, a goal on trying to get... Uh, the best out of uh, the place where they are. Uh, usually those winemakers are winemakers that travel, that taste many different wines, and that have knowledge. Yes, I understand what you're saying. You're really looking for those small producers of handcrafted wines that are really doing things with, with passion. But, you know, you were a young guy. You didn't know a lot about wine. You were teaching yourself. You were doing courses. You were going to wine fairs. And yet, you were able to make a business from this and to begin to to make some important connections, finding these small producers and finding them buyers. Uh, you told me how that happened uh, you, when you began to actually find small producers and start selling their wines in New York. So basically, I I love wines. When after Australia, I started studying, going around uh, very very hard, and but I didn't know what I want to do in wines because when I went back to Italy, the sommelier uh, sommeliers is not something very well respected in Italy. Someone might kill me now, but I think uh, that that's my idea, of course. So I was like, okay, I go back to Australia because I don't know what to do. And um, so I had this Instagram page. I was posting randomly pictures by, by passion. No, I, I never thought it, it would have became a, a business, those pictures. And then this guy from New York called uh, Randa Restiano, which is uh, which is an angel. We started becoming friends. We were talking about wine, exchanging ideas, what do you think about them? What do you think about this? And it started at some point. He told me, Marco, you should you should bring those small artisans to to New York. And I I thought that was impossible because I never did the, this job before. Even though I was very fascinated about what Mark De Grazia did uh, with the Barolo Boys uh, in the eighties, so he was an American Italian broker that uh, brought barolo to, to new york so i always was fascinated about that guy who brought a vision he didn't bring wine to new york he brought something an idea of what wine is so i was like fascinated about that but at the same time i was scared because how how do i bring the small artisan to new york yeah you're gonna give me contacts but i'm not uh, i'm not famous i'm i'm a young guy i was 29 I, i'm I don't know anyone. And so he pushed me, he pushed me. That's how I started. I started with one winery, then two, then three, then five, then six. Italian Wine Podcast. If you think you love wine as much as we do, then give us a like and a follow anywhere you get your pods. I think this is a really interesting story that, uh, and I think it is something of your, for your generation, Marco, the fact that, you know, you, you've been finding your way to do this in your own way. That what began is posting photographs on Instagram out of passion and out of not thinking that they would go anywhere. And then this guy, Randall Restiano, who I met, we had dinner together, you and I and Randall and some other wonderful producers who perhaps we'll, we'll speak about in a minute. Randall, of course, being a wine buyer for Italy in New York. Uh, and so he was a really 
supportive uh, because he respected what you did and the wines that you could bring to him, which nobody else was bringing to him. Oh, he's actually he's still supporting him a lot. So thank you, Randall. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I don't know, he 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 saw something in me, uh, and um, it, it's nice that uh, yeah, you know. Um, I always see the positive things. Uh, it's nice that in a world of uh, sharks and people that are trying to bring you down all the time, there are still people that help you without looking for money or for anything. I was zero. And um, yeah, I think for, for the younger generation, the important thing is to be, if you're hungry, maybe because my family will run away from Yugoslavia, we were hungry, you know? Maybe that uh, meant that uh, I would have been hungry. So I think that uh, anyone can do anything. Uh, of course, I'm not talking as I, I, I wear Cristiano Ronaldo. I'm still, my business is still at the beginning. But uh, you need to be hungry and you need to follow your passion. Uh, no matter what, uh, the beginning is going to be tough. You won't have money, but you you can do it because... Um, as I, as I said once to a friend, I'm not scared to talk about wine with a famous buyer now. Uh, of course, maybe I'm talking to someone that has been in the business for 25 years and I'm, and I'm in the business for four or five years. But uh, what I did in the last four or five years um, is thinking about wine 25 hours per day. That might be crazy for someone. Uh, maybe... Uh, some wives uh, will uh, will kill their husband for that, but um, uh, that's what I do. I want to become the best, and uh, I don't know if uh, I'm on the on the right path. But uh, you need to try. Then, if you fail, you fail. But at least you try. Well, I know that Randall uh, spoke very highly of of what you're doing and the way you work, and the fact that uh, you are finding producers that he simply wouldn't know about. And I think it's also a testimony to Italy, a business that I know well and really respect for what they've done in the world of artisan foods as well as wines, but that Italy, New York, and Randall had the, the was able to buy wines in tiny quantities, even from some of the producers you represent, and really, you know, would concentrate in on bringing in wines that were really interesting and unique, not just wines that would make the most money. Oh, look, and then I, I at the beginning when I started the wine business, um, you know, some uh, some wine professionals, some wine people think about wine as a, a Premier League, like Serie A. There are teams like I support artisanal wines, I support natural wine, I support big brands. Uh, I, I left that idea of wine. I, I work with these types of wineries because that's what I love. But uh, uh, for me, there's nothing wrong about, uh, uh, you know, whoever sells uh, big wineries, whoever sells natural wine, whoever sells uh, organic, uh, biodynamic, whatever. I think uh, there's a space for everyone. And um, wine brings joy. I, I only think that you should work with uh, wine and people that you love. For me, it's also very important to work with uh, great human beings. Uh, wineries I work with, we are friends. I don't. For me, I don't feel it's a it's a job. Marco, we we met uh, over dinner with 
some of the producers you represent with our great friend, mutual friend, Mario Fontana of Cascina Fontana with Randall. And um, as you say, your interest in wine is is both a business, of course, but also it's what wine brings. And we could sense that around the table. It was a really joyous family occasion uh, with with singing. Uh, I, I think at the end of the table, Claudio was almost about to dance on the table. And uh, it was a happy time at the end of Vinitali, of course, this important commercial event where everybody was uh, hopefully doing good business, but also it's an opportunity to get together with the people uh, who, you know, this is why we're all in the business. Yeah, for, for me, for me, it's, it's crucial. Something that I love about artisanal wineries also are 50% is the people behind it. And um, it's very important that the wine and the people are great equally. Um, happened to me many times that I tasted some great wines that I was like, oh my God, I would love to work with that winery. But then I, I didn't really like the people be- behind it and I never proposed anything to them. And especially, you know, uh, Mark, my, my job is, uh, I'm let's say, I feel part of the, the wineries, but at the beginning you are a middleman. So let's be honest, no one at the beginning loves the middleman. Either the producer or the importer, they try to get rid of you. But that's, you know, at the beginning of my journey, sometimes that got me upset, but it doesn't happen anymore because the, the wineries respect me a lot. And I work in other countries as well. So that was a big turning point for me to make my business run uh, smoothly. Yes, of course. Now, just a few of those producers around the table. I've mentioned Mario Fontana of Cascino Fontana, who makes beautiful traditional Barolo. And he also makes a, a triple A, triple A um, um, natural wine, we can call it, as it were. But who were some of the others around the table with us that night who you represent? So there was... Um, Manuel Marinacci, uh, a guy that uh, I work with and uh, I love. In Barbaresco. Yeah, in Barbaresco. He makes traditional uh, Barbaresco in San Rocco Seno Delvio, the little uh, part of Alba Town, Alba City. I work with him uh, very well. He's uh, he's like, now now he, he became like a, like a big uncle <laughs> yes yeah i think he teased you a lot that evening yeah we talk more about stupid things than about business to be honest <laughs> <laughs> well that's good too and then there was uh monte de ragni zeno that i met that for the first time i love his wines extraordinary wines from valpolicella but made in tiny tiny quantity oh, i love i love his wines beautiful you know, even Valpolicella, for example, when you talk about wine, we as people, we all have preconception. We uh, we always, every day we say, oh, I, I only drink Barolo. I don't like wines from uh, from Prosecco region. I don't like uh, Valpolicella because they're bold, uh, they're chubby, they're uh, boring wines. And then you drink wine from Monte dei Ragni and you're like, what the hell? So... I like to to bring also that type of vision to people that uh, you don't have to take anything for granted in wine because uh, um, Italy is so diverse and I love to drink blind. So when you drink blind, it's the best time uh, to surprise people. Yes, we also um, met a, a, a young couple from Giovanna Madonia in uh, Romagna that uh, I went and met them the next day and tasted some of their wonderful 
wines as well. Especially Albana. The Albana, very, very uh, high quality. What about, uh, you were talking about how wine is people. How important is food to your business? Is sharing meals and enjoying and having doing business around the table, as it were? So at the beginning, it's, it was super fun because, uh, you know, you go to have lunch and dinner with uh, beautiful people. And then suddenly I gained 15 kilos. So that was the, the worst part. <laughs> but uh, other than that, um, uh, I think especially, especially Italian wines needs food. When you when you drink a Barolo, when you drink a Barolo, it just calls uh, some uh, braised meat, uh, um, and and enhances the the experience. I, I wouldn't see myself drinking a Barolo from uh, Mario's uh, by on its own. It's um, it's even you are even not respecting the bottle itself because uh, people, the bottle of wine and the food. Uh, all together uh, makes the win. It's like uh, you cannot have a football team with all his strikers. You got to have a, a midfielder and you got to have a goalkeeper, etc. So all together, they make a great team. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And Italian wine, perhaps more than any wine in the world, is wine that is made to go with food, to go with regional food as well. I've had many meals with Mario, enjoying the foods of Le Lange, for example, when his mother was alive, she was a wonderful cook. And uh, that's how I came to know and love Mario's wines. But it's the way to really experience Italian wines wherever our listeners are when they're traveling. And I'm sure it's, it's one of the uh, enjoyable features of your nomadic wine travels, notwithstanding the extra kilos, which perhaps are worth it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I love because... Um, I, I I'm going everywhere in Italy. So when after Australia, I did uh, like a one year uh, backpacker trip throughout the world. So everywhere, Philippines, India, Argentina, whatever. When I, I started my business as a nomad wine guy in Italy, I was like, oh, I was a bit sad that I'm not uh, traveling much anymore to to foreign foreign countries. But then that was the day I understood uh, every little. Uh, part of Italy, it's like if I'm going to another foreign country. So when you go to the middle of Sicily, when you, I especially love Sardinia, when you go to the middle of Sardinia, that's going to another country. Not, it's not Italy anymore. So I feel that I do 50 countries per year, even though I'm always in Italy. Yeah, no, that's a wonderful way to look at it. And I think that's a wonderful way for our listeners to think about Italy, that there's so many new places, so many new wines, so many new foods to try. Marco, I think we'll we'll close here. Thank you very much for sharing your story. It's a, it's a really heartening story of how you're building a business. I know you're at your early days, you're a young guy, um, but I'm sure Nomad Wine Guy is going to go from strength to strength. I look forward to meeting again and to seeing the producers you discover and work with and to sampling their wines. So thanks so much for sharing uh, your story with us, and I look forward next time to seeing you over a glass of wine or two. Grazie. Ciao, Mark. Grazie mille. See you soon. Thank you for your time. Grazie. Ciao. 
We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Wine, Food, and Travel with me, Mark Millen, on Italian Wine Podcast. Please remember to like, share, and subscribe right here or wherever you get your pods. Likewise, you can visit us at italianwinepodcast.com. Until next time, chin chin.